Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody. It's friend zone time. That's nice. Tim. Right before you pushed the record button, you went like this. Deep breath in, deep breath out. The breath out wasn't deep. It was sort of troubled. It was, it was deep. Is it a good energy? I think so. Do you have good energy? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, my, I've got caffeine seething. That's not the right word. What, is that? what, do, what do you say? Coursing through my veins. Yeah, coursing. And possibly seething. Seething through my veins. To seethe is to be furious. Um, I'm steaming mad at coffee. Steaming mad at dirt. Whose slogan is that? It's rug the doctor. rug doctor. The only doctor that has neither a medical qualification nor a PhD. It's just a self-appointed Dr. title Phil? for that guy. Dr. Phil's one's real, man, and you know that. Although his registration has lapsed. I see. So I think it's a bit dubious that he calls himself a doctor. Did you know that? I want you to stop looking into my credentials. He is a, a, a medical doctor, so he uses doctor, but he's like no longer registered. Oh, no, wait. He must be a psychologist, right? I want you to get excited about your life. Or, you know, whatever he says. That um, sounds about right. Are you, are you good? Are you happy? Who cares, man? We're You're talking working, about Dr. Phil. Okay, that's a no. You're working hard. You're working yourself to the bone, or true hard, or false. Or hardly working. Are you hardly working? Um, no, no, I'm, I'm working pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. What about you? I'm working pretty hard. What are we working on, Guy? Uh, what are wh- we doing, Guy? You're editing a podcast for a third party. Yeah, Audible. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, and in between, you know that you you have other projects that you turn to. As re- this is what I understand you're doing, as respite from the mountain of work you have in front of you, you sort of deviate to other smaller mountains. 
We don't need to bring this up on the okay. screen time, man. It's going to stress people out. This is supposed to be a respite. It's going to stress people out. If An it, oasis in a desert of, um, you know, they say to stressful make, times. They say a problem shared is a problem halved. No. Yeah, not for the person who just received a problem out of the fucking blue. This is exactly it. That is a problem multiplied. Especially with this, because this is not like, a conversation. This is a broadcast, so it's just one person amplifying a problem. It's a conversation that's being broadcast. It's true. It's true. And but one of the things you're working on, Tim, is a is a comedy show, a stand up oh, comedy show. We fucking love a bit of that, don't we, guy? Well, it is literally my favorite thing to do. It's so good. We've been doing. Have you missed a year ever last since year. you started? No, that that wasn't you. That was the world intervening. No, I've not. 2014, no 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So that's six on the trot. 2020 didn't happen. This is number seven for me, personally. I think you've been going longer. I think I have. I think I've done maybe even two more. Um, one was a. I was part of a triple. Who were you with? Jamie Adam and Stephen Boyce. Hey. Good guys. Last man standing, Tim Bat. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> They're still around. Alive? Yeah. Stephen Boyce, I think, is based in the UK now. Although I'm not a hundo what he's up to. Like, I see was... I see Jamie. Jamie's back in Auckland. Oh, really? Yeah. Doing comedy? Um, not when I run into him, but he, he might be doing stand-up. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't think so, though. When you run into him, he's just a guy. He's a guy. Yeah. A man. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've fucking met them before. I get it. The comedy festival is going to be good, though. I've been working full-time on... um. Here we go. Dismantling the patriarchy. Yes, brother. No, sorry. How, I have, you that been wrong. Do, how have you been doing Other that? Other people have been doing that. I walk behind them furiously reassembling it. Oh, you're putting it back together. <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to, don't they? Everyone keeps trying to pull it apart. And I'm like, can you please go slower? Because I can't see how these two pieces used to fit together. Everyone's so focused on dismantling the patriarchy. They're not thinking about Guy Montgomery, a male whose name literally is a synonym for man. Yeah. Who is desperately trying to harken back to the historical norms? Got to keep this thing on the on rails, top. motherfuckers. Yeah, man. Um, and on that sort of disgusting note, <laughs> I've got a piece of correspondence here. Hey, by the way, before we delve into that, you know, because since we're here, our tickets are on sale now, and you should you should buy them if you're in New Zealand. Absolutely. You, statistically, you're not. But if you are, or you know someone who is, bloody send them our way. There's ticket links in the episode notes. Yeah. And we're doing uh, Worst Idea Live. The best host of all time. We've actually been putting a lot of um, uh, planning into that recently. Mm. And <laughs> Do you uh, consider what we've been doing a lot of planning? We've had two meetings. Yeah, in the okay. last two days. That's true. And um, if we execute the vision... Even if we don't, it's going to be a fucking spectacle. It's going to be awesome. And we're doing everything we can to make sure it streams internationally as well. So you can, you can go That's and right. where you are. Never, circumnavigating the bureaucrats and the pencil <laughs> pushers. The fucking red tape. <laughs> yeah. Get it out of here. Okay. So this has uh, been received on our Twitter page at Twiawet Pod. Uh, and it's from Alice. Go ask Alice. Hello, Tim. The Toolman Taylor <laughs> and Guy Montgomery Burns. Excellent. I watched a, tw- a, a video, a Twitter cutdown video recently of um, Ted Cruz doing Simpsons impressions. <laughs> Fuck, it was dire. <laughs> a question has arisen elsewhere on the internet and I've stolen it. 
to oh. present to you two frosty fellas. Okay. Would you rather marathon Adam Sandler's five worst-rated films in a row or Eddie Murphy's? Sandler's list would be The Ridiculous Six, Jack and Jill, Grown Ups 2, Bulletproof, and The Do-Over. I've never heard of Bulletproof. Neither. That's the first time I've ever heard of it. Whilst Eddie Murphy's career lowlights are A Thousand Words, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, Norbit, Beverly Hills Cop 3, and Vampire in Brooklyn. I figure the question is really, do you go back, do you go through some trash where you know what's coming and brace yourselves for the remainders with Adam or a potential four to five all new servings with Eddie? Many of our age demographic may well have already seen Beverly Hills Cop 3. I, for one, have not actually. Have you? I haven't either. Um, didn't know they made a third one. Uh, Eddie Murphy is definitely, I would pick that. I, I would just, series. yeah, yeah. i got more to say. Well, that's fine. I've that. already made my decision. Obviously, I don't suggest you physically do this unless it's for a charitable cause or some other worthy reason. Watching five great movies in a row would be an extreme endeavor. And this might be too much for you to handle. Stay well, stay healthy, and stay happy. Alice also, say my name, and The Treasure of the Four Crowns was not a childhood favorite, thankfully. Oh, is it that Alice? Yes, yeah, so this is Alice, Alice. Uh, who recommended... Or who, who, who we essentially watched uh, The Treasure of the Four Crowns. As payment. Well, yeah, as payment for assisting us with this season of the podcast. Um, I would also take Eddie Murphy's. I feel like I know half the Sandler oeuvre. Let's and get like, to a new adventure. Yeah. A whole new chat. It'd be like a mini-series. The Adventures of Pluto Nash, I remember, like, I feel like I've seen peripherally the, the scale of that disaster. Yes, same. I know what you mean. It was derided pretty universally from what I hear. I don't but, know um, why. It'd be fun. It, that one does look like a fun, bad movie, you know, because it's set in space and whatnot. Yeah, here it is. After a successful nightclub is blown to flaming bits, Pluto and his band travel across the moon looking for clues to find out <laughs> that the destruction of his club may have been his own fault. That's high concept, baby. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, intergalactic chihuahua smuggler Pluto Nash is only... Uh, no, this is... It looks bad. It sounds great. Um, but thank you for the question, If Alice. we had the time, Alice, we'd do it. And the answer is Eddie Murphy. We're barely staying on top of the podcast at the moment. Hit you me know? with your rhythm chips. Hit me. Hit me. Aiden, dearest Tim and Guy, in the before times I was studying biology at LMU in Los Angeles. I don't know what that stands for. I do. Go. Lovely Medical University. Nice. I have since... Had to move back home to Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. As a junior, the thing I missed most about my college experience was smoking with some friends and talking for hours. Well, the emergency episode of Death Blart prompted me to go back and finally listen to the worst idea of all time. I'm happy to say that you boys filled that missing part of my life wonderfully. (sighs) Going out onto the patio to hang out with my podcast friends became a hugely comforting part of my routine. Sitting outside at 4am smoking a bowl while listening to the latest theories about Steve Buscemi or Brady the Rat King always brought me back to my friend's apartment in LA. I can't thank you enough for all that. 4am because I became nocturnal in order to avoid the 45 daytime heat. That's interesting because that looks like it's a centigrade temperature quote. It is. Which you don't typically No, no, very accommodating to send us. Love the current season and love y'all. Aiden. Burnett. Yes, you can say my name. Aiden. That's really sweet. I'm so happy to fill that gap. And sorry that you, it sounds like it was kind of out of your hands, not your decision, um, that the move. But I hope that it's gone well for you in Phoenix, Arizona. A beautiful place. Phoenix, I assume. Phoenix, Arizona. Got a it's, cool name. I understand it's very hot. I listened to, 
a podcast called My Year with Mensa by a woman named Jamie Loftus, and she went to a Mensa convention that was in Phoenix, Arizona. And Mensa is um, is it on the level? No, it's not cool. Is it not on it's the level? Super not cool. Oh, really? It almost to eugenicsy or ah, uh, sort of. It's like it's almost like um, it's almost like it's it's very alt right and um, mask and kind of incelly, and it's sort of almost like a above ground QAnon. Wow, that bad. Yeah, it's a great podcast and well worth a listen. But anyway, she really paints a picture of just how fucking hot Phoenix, Arizona gets. So <laughs> shout out to that nocturnal lifestyle. I've got correspondence here that says, you are not caught up. Obviously, at one point I said I'm caught up. You don't know that I love you both. I can have more fun with your names, Mr. Tat and Mr. Montgomery. See, thank you again. You are both fantastic. And that came... Um, on the heels of a message I obviously hadn't read out, which read, Mr. Batten, Mr. Montgomery, I love you both. Thank you for being my friends. Without necessarily knowing, you're doing that. All the best, Shelley. So, Shelley. I knew. I'm caught up with you now, motherfucker. And we are your friends. The thing about Mensa is that, of course, <laughs> because you've got this organization of people just being like, yes, we're the geniuses. And we have decided we're the smartest people. And I get that you have to have like a very IQ to get into Mensa. But, but that is a very narrow way to uh, um, It's an exploration of the value of an IQ test. And an IQ test does date back to some sort of origins of eugenics type shit. Yeah. And that, uh, what's who, that phrenology? Is that what it's called? Where they like measure regions of your yeah, skull? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all very sinister. Some great... Um, I love all the little archaic Simpsons gags that they throw at Montgomery Burns that he's like, he's still in phrenology, if that's what it's called. And him answering the phone, ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Do you yeah. know what that's about? No. It was like, fuck. I think it was the greeting that either Alexander Graham Bell or some other person who was around at the ground floor of inventing the telephone, they tried to get it off the ground as the telephone as, uh, yeah. salutation. And the, the Montgomery Burns was around and held on. It's good. It's so good. My favorite, I know what they're up to, those writers. I tell you what. My favorite Mr. Burns is um, a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters. And then it, it, you know, it, it gets, was the best of yeah, times. It was the blurst of times. Have Fuck. you watched any Simpsons in the last ages? Dude, I haven't. But I just got... Uh, the streaming platform in New Zealand that has all of the Simpsons locked away. Are you not allowed to say Disney Plus? I am. Will I your just, head explode? Sometimes you tell me off for saying products. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. And instead of going back to the Simpsons, which I love and is a comfort food, I was like, do you know what I never gave, uh, never actually properly watched and understand as a fantastic show and beloved? Fucking Futurama. Oh, yeah, man. And so now I'm going, I'm going to go through all of Futurama. It's real. This oh, I won't even talk about. There's a sad episode with the dog in there. I'll tell you that much. Oh, look out for that. Um, did you ever get into King of the Hill? Did you ever have a King of the Hill period? Not properly, but I've delved, and it's it's really funny. I kind of like. I, it is super popular, so it seems a weird thing to say. I've probably said this on the podcast already, but like, I think King of the Hill is a bit underrated. Yeah, it's a fucking good show. I got I revert. I backed into King of the Hill last year because 
my most listened to song last year was by a guy called Sir, and the song is called John. It's by a guy called uh, Sir Mixalot, and uh, <laughs> he loves Big Butt. No, it's a guy called Sir, and the song is called John Redcorn, and the video clip is like it's a it's in the style of. Um, the intro, King of the King of the Hill, like all it's Sir and the other characters, the other rappers, like Kendrick Lamar, and they're animated as the four friends. Man, and it follows the the plot of it of the music video follows one of the storylines that was happening in King of the Hill, where there was the that guy's wife was having an affair. But you he, sent me this video. I remember watching. Yeah, this. yeah, and yeah. then the, I found this incredible essay by a, I can actually get her name up. Uh, I think her name is Kara. She's a Kara. I don't know how to say her surname. Schlegel. Anyway, she wrote this incredible essay about King of the Hill that was inspired by that music video. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to get into this. And started watching a handful of episodes at random. It was like during lockdown. There was no rhyme or rhythm. And I was like, this show is sensational. Yeah. It was kind of about how it's, even though it's set in a very conservative world, it was actually an incredibly progressive piece of television. Yeah, 100%. And very like humanizing as well. Because I think it's one of those shows where, you know, it would be very easy to just mock um, these sort of provincial yes. values and stuff, but actually, it was like, nah, man. Everyone's doing their best, and you know, everyone is. Everyone is. Silicon Valley. You see, same writer. It's Mike Judge. Mike Judge. He's- Beavis and Butthead. Office Space. That's a pretty good output. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 
10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Isaac writes, first of all, Isaac donates and therefore Isaac fucks. <laughs> Isaac says, dear Sir Guy and Sir Tim, I am assuming that you boys have been knighted by now for your great heroics. So I'm using your proper titles. This is a message from the part. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, the past. <laughs> from the past of my brain. <laughs> it's from the past. As I am just now finishing season three and I'm so sad to see the end of this crazy, beautiful part of the potty. We've got news for you, motherfucker. Well, it, he's not wrong, though. It is end of that part of the potty, yeah. isn't it? I said, what was season three? There was Sex and City. Waif. Oh, yeah. We are your friends. I see there are still episodes in the feed, so I know you boys kept up with something, and that makes me happy, but I will still miss the original format. Oh, okay, there is good news for you, mate. I'm sure you two are very relieved uh, to have all of that behind you now. On you and want off. To respond to that guy? On and off, mate. I am sure you geniuses have moved on to some great, more inventive and great ideas for entertainment. Hmm. You'd fucking think, wouldn't you? I feel like this person is <laughs> sassing us. <laughs> I would have donated earlier, but I felt like that would oh, that I would then be encouraging your self-torture. That being said, I will gladly double my donation if I catch up and you guys are still creating. I must tell you that your season two director's commentary was easily one of the highlights of my year. Yeah. That's so nice. That's awesome. That episode is exactly as long as it takes me to paint my basement. And I was able to actually enjoy painting for once. Someday, I will find a way to see a live show with you boys, and I promise, beers are on me afterwards. Stay good, boys. And you can say my name, Zach Hurley from Bremen, Ohio. Bremen, Ohio. Fuck. I always said we should get a show in Bremen, Ohio. You did, actually. You've been itching for ages. I I kept going like, guy, we've got to go LA and New York, and, and we've got to at some stage get to Chicago, and anything on top of that will be good. And guy kept going, you fucking idiot. Yeah. How do we Zip, incorporate? Said, Bremen, Ohio. Bremen, Zip Ohio. code 43107, population 1,382. Get thee to Bremen, Ohio, in the great words of William Shakespeare. We were going to, um, Guy started looking into the community centre there to hire out. Um, I did. To do the live show there. But we figured out that for it to be financially viable, we would need about uh, one in two of the entire population to attend. Well, I said, you know, they've got that. They've got Bremen Elementary, their, their one public school. Yep, there's a few heads. So we could but put, not our target demo. No, no, the kids don't get it. Um. Oh, what was I going to say? Hearing that, oh, the offer of beers after a show. Remember when we used to uh, tour and um, sometimes we'd, we'd get beers after the show. Remember in Portland? Portland, Oregon. The last time we were in Portland, Oregon, we got, because they have legal weed there. Yeah. We got absolutely fucking pasted. Me in particular. Yeah, that's right. You had to like put me to bed, I think. I did put you to bed. Mm, I was not in a good way. I, I think I got a bit sick because I smoked a bit too much and drank a little too much. Yes. But we were in a foreign environment. It was great. The day before that. It was so great. We went and bought legal weed pens and got on lime scooters. Oh, that was so nice. Experienced some tourism. Um, I'm not going to read any more letters. I want to share memories with Guy instead. Oh. My favorite memory of us touring the States, there's a lot of really great ones, but I reckon 
the the one I keep coming back to is when we got stoned and just biked around San Francisco because we had like one spare afternoon. Mm. Fuck, that was nice. It was a nice sunny day. It was your initiative. You were like, dude, let's go on a bike ride. You and, got it. Uh, there's, there's really, honestly, if you've got um, headphones and a friend, or not a friend, actually, it's better with a friend, but it's fine without. If you can get a little high or maybe have like, a half of one beer and then get on a bicycle and just fucking roll around on a nice day in a foreign city. Unbeatable. Yeah, it doesn't get much better. And, and quite accessible as well. You don't need a, a whole lot of money or licenses or anything. You're your own boss. You just, You're your own you tour operator. Yeah, that was, um. oh, man. I got a bike the other day. Did you? We went to pick up some um, furniture from a, like a trade me thing, and the guy's moving out of his house, right? And so he's just got all this stuff lying around. And outside his house was a, a bike that's got like proper forks on it, proper suspension, and it just had a sign that said free. So I said, is, this, is what the sign says true? The proprietor said yes. So I loaded it into the back. There's a few things that need fixing up, but it's a pretty sick bike. Have you ridden it yet? No, because it's got this gunky um, stuff on the handle. I've got to, like, replace the whole handlebars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just the bits that you hold. Yeah. Not the whole actual... Yeah, yeah, the bars are all good, but yeah, it's yeah. the handles themselves. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. Biking is... um, Biking's sick. I'm going to get into biking. I think I think it's going to be a great fit for you. Yeah, everyone says that. Everyone's like, why don't you have a bike? Well, because you're, I don't drive. you're not a driver, yeah. And Although so I have been doing a bit of driving. Learning to drive. Yep. Yep, so I've been I've been driving around in Zoe's car. She's been teaching? Uh yeah, like yeah, supervising, I would say, more than teaching. Do you have your learners? Um yeah, I've got my learners, which is funnily enough about to expire because those things last for a ten years. Wow. Is it is it good it to expires be t- in June. Is it good is Zoe a good teacher? Like is it good for you is it it doesn't it's not um, I would never recommend getting taught by your partner. This is what I was wondering. Especially about. a situation like this. Because I um uh you know, there's danger. It's fra- it's a fra- it's yes. a potentially fraught activity. Absolutely, because if you do something wrong, you crash, mm. and uh, people can get hurt. So as a result, you know, I'm I'm quite on edge mm. because this is a new uh, thing for me. Mm-hmm. But um, no, she's good, and to be fair to me, I'm not a bad driver either. That's great, considering where I'm at. Certainly, you've had a lot of. Experience in cars as a passenger. A whole lot. Gives you I should good. have been taking more notes. Well, but it gives but you a pretty good idea of what you like and don't like as a as a passenger, as a person in a car. That's true. You know? You ride around with different types of drivers. You're like, I'm going to be more like this person. Yeah. Hmm. I, um, I tell you what, it's a headline memory and we've talked about it a lot, but how about when we took those magic mushrooms and went down to sit in the front row of SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical on we Broadway? We haven't talked about it that much. That was, and especially recently. That was for context. Uh, it was one of the greatest days of my was life. The day we got released from shooting our pilot in New York City, which was seven. seven it was days? that day, wasn't it? It was that day. We went out to a fantastic so hold on, hold on, vegan hold on. Jamaican restaurant. Talk first about the. Let's set this up properly. Talk about the pilot, like just in terms of. Halfway through from. the pilot, when the cameras weren't rolling, but we were still very much living underground and eating only pizza and drinking only water. Well, like, start from the beginning. So we get. A pilot funded by YouTube. Oh, yeah. And the pilot is we live underground in a sewer and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the – oh, no, uh, um, out of the shadows. Yes. uh, Three times a day, every day for a week. And we've actually did it. 
Yeah. People were like, wait, what? Did you actually sleep down and there? And we always said, yes. we've got more integrity than talent. <laughs> we ate nothing but pizza. We drank nothing but water. And we watched nothing but that movie and just kept grading it, reviewing it. And you, we, we, that's online. You can watch that pilot. That's right. And recently it had its uh, year anniversary of living online. It's only got like two dislikes or something. It's got over a thousand thumbs ups. Yeah. It's a pretty good hit rate. It's not anyway, bad. Sorry. So then we come out after a week well, no, of living subterranean. We, we brainstormed this while we were in the in the bunker. We realized what we want to do and we get, we, you know, because it's like fresh context. It's like going off the grid for a week or whatever yeah. where you're like, oh, well, you know, with this new perspective on the world and what is possible because we don't have to live in this subterranean fucking hovel anymore. What yeah. should we do? And our DP, fantastic man named... Smokey. Oh, yeah, Smokey. Yeah, fuck yeah, good dude. We were like, we would love to get some mushrooms when we get out of there. Yes. And he was like, I would love to facilitate oh, that for he you. Did that up. Right. And uh, so we got the mushrooms. As soon as we got out, we got the tickets. I remember that as well. I remember the conversation. I think we were sitting on your bed at the time in New York because you were living there. And uh, I was um, a bit apprehensive because it was a lot of money. <laughs> It was yes. a lot of money. And I we had already spent so much money getting like work visas and doing all of this shit. And like I was I was in a lot of debt. And um and you were like, nah man, you won't regret it. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> fucking hell. But I'm so I don't regret it. So we bought front row tickets. And it was a preview. This is before it officially yeah. you know, like did the proper opening. It yes. Was, was it off Broadway or on Broadway? It was on Broadway. And we, we went in there, and the um, before it, the pirate, the introductory pirate was there, and Tim was like, I'm going to go and get a photo with the pirate. Because we had it's the on mushrooms. my Instagram if you scroll. We back. sprinkled the mushrooms. We went to a vegan Jamaican restaurant. I think it was in Park Slope, maybe. And we um, we sprinkled the mushrooms through our food, and we ate it. And then we caught the train there. And I remember feeling really ticklish from the inside out. And I was like, the Tim, this is happening. And you were... <laughs> Beaming, like eyes like saucers, <laughs> looking right back at me saying, I don't think they're doing anything for me yet, man. And I was like listening to reggae on the train. Even though I knew we were going somewhere better, you know, I was having yeah. such a good time. I was like, I don't really want to leave this environment. Yeah. Because transit, you know, like, you know, it's always a role transiting of between environments is part of, is a huge part of the journey anyway. Mm. We went into the theater and to both of our shock and surprise, it was swarming with children and their parents. Which, you know, <laughs> shouldn't have been a surprise at all. <laughs> we were surrounded by kids. Absolutely flying sky high. I remember we sat down, and before you went and got a photo with the pirate, there was... We both got that photo, I hasten to were, I've got the evidence. You, I think you initiated, because I remember afterwards, there was this run of like other people yeah. got, swarming the pirate after yeah. we got it. And then we sat down, and behind us, there was someone who was explaining just the very concept oh, of SpongeBob SquarePants. Because <laughs> I used to do a joke about that when yeah. I tell the story. That's right. Fuck, yeah, there was the person explaining, an adult explaining to another adult at SpongeBob the Musical what SpongeBob was. I think they shouldn't have given them that. They should have said, you've made it this far. Just see what it's like without knowing anything. Mm. Anyway, it was a fant- it was a fantastic night. After that, we went to a jazz club. Smalls. We fucking... Legendary. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, the shocking thing was when the show started, because in SpongeBob, unless they changed it, I don't think they did, though, they don't dress up in... Like their costumes, pe- no, no. They're they're just human beings With who are wearing face clothes. painted yellow or whatever. Yeah, that sort of references the character, but it's not like SpongeBob is in a like a SpongeBob 
costume like you get at Disney World or something. No, no, it's no. It's just the guy. Yeah. He was fantastic. God, he was good. They all were. In fact, I remember also at one point, um, Mr. Crab's daughter, Pearl, yeah. performed an incredible, she sang an incredible song, and you were so moved that you... Um, I had a standing you, O. <laughs> standing O. I kicked off a standing O for Pearl. She had one number, and that, I have looked that woman up, that performer, and she was involved in the production for such a short amount of time, and we just happened to see her. She didn't continue yeah. on. She was really young. She, she was, was like you, were, you felt. I feel like you you thought you'd seen the second coming of Rihanna or some or it something. Was crazy. She was so good. Anyhow, it was a fucking hell of a night. I mean, look, you and I, Tim, we've lived a life together. Yeah, man. Those America trips, I miss them. Oh yeah. But also, maybe it's you know, maybe that's good that they're done. Well, yeah. Well, not good that they're done, but you know, don't. Um, it's great that they happened. Don't. Maybe they'll happen again. Don't cry because it's over. Hey now, hey now. Smile because it happened. Mm. Um, should I read something? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should, guy. The nightman cometh. <laughs> I want more on this always sexy in Philadelphia theory. Guy. We do know that Frank Reynolds was a very successful businessman. Yes. Like Big. Yeah. Maybe Big was trying to close a deal with Frank, a merger perhaps. Mm. He decided to fly to Philadelphia to woo Frank with flat screen TVs and only the finest episodes of Deadliest Catch. <laughs> this is where the love for crabs and other shellfish began for both of them. This also explains why Charlie has a fascination for edible and non-edible seafood, e.g. barnacles. While in Philly, the two men were indulging in a night of debauchery. Deep into the early hours of the morning, they crossed paths with the one and only Mrs. Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't seem to figure out what happens from there. So I hope you boys can try to shed some light. Oh, Guy, fuck. I've said it once and I'll say it again. You're a real piece of shit. You're in great nick. Oh. A lot of people talking about that. Lots of love and kisses. Willem B. Brooke. Did Willem actually say you're in good nick or did he call you a piece of shit? This is, Guy, I've said it once and I'll say it again. You're in great nick. I'm bringing back piece of shit Montgomery. I'm bringing back Guy, piece of shit Montgomery. Your mistake. You've had it too good for too long. Time to bring a bit of antagonism back onto the pod. When you say I've had it too good for too long, is that just I haven't been called a piece of shit by you for too long? Correct. It's been a while between drinks. What happens? I mean, Willem's essentially teed up a a threesome. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's sort of, and he's just been like, crazy thing to think about. So who's, who's in the threesome? Frank, Mr. Big, Mr. Big, and Charlie's mum. <laughs> um, I no, I don't, I don't think Charlie's mum would get involved with that. I think the other two would be like gunning to make it happen because Charlie's mum kind of takes no shit, right? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Look, you've set up a great premise, but we're afraid to hit it out of the park. I just, I'll just say this. I haven't watched um, Always Sunny uh, recently as well. I feel like I get Breaking Bad characters bleeding in there because I'm watching that at the moment for the first time. People love that. People <laughs> love Breaking Bad. I've never seen it. Quality show, man. Never seen Breaking Bad. Never seen The Wire. Never seen The Sopranos. Never seen Titanic? Yeah. Close to my first pair of honkers. Excuse me? Oh, Kate Winslet's. Right. I thought you mean like in the cinema for some reason. No. The movie was long. 
three hours. That was the OG three-hour movie. That was James Cameron being like, you know you can do this? Hey, did you did you guys know you could do this? And then he made Avatar. He's like, were you also aware that you could go um, 3D? Both times people were like, James, we get that you can. The question is, should you? Yeah. And in both cases, the answer was no. I made a cut of Titanic that was 80 minutes in length, had everything you needed and nothing you didn't. Leo and Kate were introduced, and then the boat sank for an hour. And then you saw Leo die, and then the credits rolled. I took out all of the shit about the Hope Diamond, the flashbacks, the sort of um, achronological storytelling, however that's described. What is this, Memento? We're watching a boat sink, everybody. Let's do it in order. Exactly. Boat takes off. Young love. Boat sinks, credits roll, Titanic. <laughs> Give it an Oscar. It fucking works. Um, I just got to write this down. <laughs> what do you write? What, my, my cut for Titanic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you, mate. Good shit. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for the friend zone this time also, around. Also, while we're talking about James Cameron, keep an eye out for Avatar 2 in cinemas <laughs> in, I think, early 2018. <laughs> Do I really? Do I do tell you. I uh, what's that word? I want to get it in my vocab. Ab- admonish. Ed- admonish. Ed- admonish. Do I admonish you for mentioning brands too much? You no. just need to not listen to what I say, though. As well, I think that's the real secret. Sometimes you use a stern tone of voice. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I sometimes use a stern tone of voice. Yeah, I don't listen to you though, and that's the that's the secret to success. No one listens to me. <laughs> don't do something stern. Give me something stern. Oh, Tim, please don't do that. <laughs> no, go like this. Tim. Oh, fuck. Felt that. Yeah. Tim. Yes. Don't. Okay. But this is like, yeah, this I'm is not going to take that on board. Yeah. I'll like, I'll hear it, but I won't So I was observe chopping it. kale a few nights ago, mm-hmm. and Olive kept reaching for the kale while I was chopping. Young Olive. And I said, Olive, when I'm using the knife, yep. do not put your hands... Anywhere near the chopping board, please. Yes. Probably not very stern, actually. Take the please off. It's a safety warning. But that's just me. Please off for a safety warning. Why? Yeah. It's nice to be polite, though. It really is. And I, I you know. Did it work? Yeah. Sick. Only, only, I said hands by sides, actually. Okay. I did Guy, a, have you got anything else we need to instead cover Instead of saying, don't do this, yes. I told her what to do. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Because when you say don't do something, mm. you want to do that thing. Yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, well, it felt like I was wrapping up and you... Um, I fucked it. Well, no, not fucked no, it. No, Come on, mate. It. No, I'm a real piece of shit. Everybody, piece of shit's back in play. Get those messages in. They're all addressed to Guy Piece of Shit Montgomery for a little while. Okay. Come to the shows okay. if you're okay. in New Zealand. If you're okay. not in New Zealand, okay. Okay. I haven't figured it out yet, but we will get some tickets for streaming okay. live. So help me, Jar. Um, it's great to hang out with you all. Yeah. Don't listen to my tone of voice. Listen to my words. Now, I love you. Fuck off.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.